Well, hey, friends, welcome to Menlo. My name is Eugene, and I'm so glad you're here with us this weekend. If you're new and just joining us for the first time, we would love to connect with you. And you can help us do that simply by texting the word Menlo Next to the number 84576. If you do that, someone from our team will reach out to you this week and help you get connected with us. And now, I just want to say a word about this week. It has been a hard week for our church family. I've talked to so many of you who are hurting, disappointed, confused, and and heartbroken, and, and I am so sorry you are feeling that way. I want you to know that we are listening. We're listening and praying, and we hear your concerns. We are listening to your questions, and we understand your disappointment. We are praying for wisdom and courage and healing and unity for our church. And I want to thank you for your patience and your love. We are grateful for your prayers and we are grateful for your concerns too. We're working on some significant next steps, which we hope to share with you this coming week. In the meantime, if there's any way we can pray for you, please, please let us know. For the last couple of months, We've been hanging out on a single word, a word I think our church needs now more than ever before. And if you've been here at Menlo since Easter, you might have heard us talk about this word. It's the word hope. During this COVID season, our staff have rallied around a theme of increasing connection to spread hope. Despite being sheltered in place, we've had more people join and start life groups over the last few months than we could have imagined. We also have more people joining us every weekend together for worship through our online platforms. And we've also been busy, busy serving in our community. We've organized 18 outreach projects with almost 4,000 volunteers and together we've impacted 439,053 lives. That's right. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had 1,500 people sign up for our virtual 5K to run for hope. And together, we raised money to send meals to families in Mali, Malawi, Senegal, and Zimbabwe. And I just want to say for the record, my 5K time doesn't reflect the fact that I was running uphill with a parachute carrying 20-pound dumbbells and ankle weights. I'm just saying. Hope has a name. And his name is Jesus. And together, we're spreading hope. But we all know hope isn't constant. Hope can be lost. Hope can slip through our fingers. And hope is not always easy to hold on to. Sometimes we grow tired and weary and we lose sight of hope. We face pressure and stress and opposition and We can experience pain and failure and discouragement, and somewhere along the way, hope can get lost. Or, in the face of overwhelming odds, hope is the only thing that can keep us going. Pastor Tim Keller of Redeemer Presbyterian Church talks about hope, and he says, we are utterly, unavoidably, irreducibly hope-based creatures. Emily Dickinson wrote a lovely poem called Hope is the Thing with Feathers. And she writes, Hope is the thing with feathers. 
that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. This was written by a woman who lived much of her life in isolation. She was never married and was considered to be eccentric for her time. It wasn't until after her death that her poems were read and appreciated, and yet she was able to articulate hope in such a beautiful way. According to Webster, hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen in the future. According to this definition, it's something we look forward to. Let me ask you, what are you looking forward to? That's an important question because because what you look forward to has the power to influence the way you experience the present. What you believe about tomorrow can shape the way you feel about today. And that's the power of hope. That's what hope can do. But hope, it's also one of those words we get a lot of mileage from. It's become an amorphous word with all kinds of applications. For instance, we say things like, I hope I don't lose my job, or I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow, or I hope I don't get the coronavirus. Oftentimes, the way we think about hope conveys some measure of doubt. I hope something bad doesn't happen to me. I, I hope we get through this okay. I hope there's light at the end of this long, dark tunnel. But that's not the way hope is portrayed in the scriptures. When we look to scripture, there are several words that get translated into our English word for hope, and they're, and they're fascinating. In the Old Testament, one of the main Hebrew words for hope is the word yakal, which simply means to wait for. In the story of Noah's ark, the word yakal is used repeatedly to describe Noah as he waited and waited and waited for the flood words, flood waters to recede. Noah had to yakal for weeks. He was waiting with expectation, waiting for dry land to appear. Every seven days, it tells us that he would send out a dove to check and see if the flood had ended with the hope of finding land. This word yakal also appears over 40 times in the Psalms. And in every use of the word, it describes someone who is waiting on God himself. In Psalm 25, David writes, No one hopes in you. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. David goes on to say in verses 20 and 21, Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope, Lord, is in you. And then in Psalm 62, David writes this, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. You see, each time David refers to waiting on God, hoping in God's faithfulness to be revealed again and again to deliver him through whatever it is he's facing, whatever he's going through. And in the New Testament, the earliest followers of Jesus also cultivated a similar kind of hope. They believed that Jesus' life, death, and resurrection 
was God's response to our sin and weakness. For them, the empty tomb opened a new door of hope. And they used the Greek word, elpis, to describe this anticipation. This word is used over 50 times in the New Testament. Peter writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You see, Christian hope is the confident expectation based upon a foundation for which we wait with joy and confidence. When the scriptures use the word hope, there is no doubt associated with it at all. The author of Hebrews writes, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. You see, this verse carries with it all the confidence that comes with knowing for sure, without question, what we have been promised by God in his word. Our hope and our faith is a confident assurance that's built on the person and faithfulness and character of Jesus. But hope, it's not optimism either. Optimism is choosing to see in any situation how circumstances might work out for the best. But Christian hope is not based on our circumstances. In the scriptures, it's God's faithfulness that motivates hope for the future. You look forward by looking backward, trusting in nothing other than God's faithfulness. Oftentimes, the stories in scripture show us that God's people recognize there's no certainty that things will get better but they choose hope anyway. Christian hope is boldly waiting for all of humanity and the whole of the universe to be rescued from evil and sin and and death through the power and the love and the resurrection of Jesus. Christian hope isn't optimism based on the odds, but it's, it's a choice. It's a choice to wait on God. Christian hope looks back to the empty tomb, the risen Jesus, in order to look forward to all that's ahead. For some, hope is an emotion or positive outlook that's found within themselves. It's known as inner strength or motivation or drive. And and this is what we reach for in the face of opposition or disappointment. But the risk in that is one day you could wake up and not have it. What happens if you lose your mojo when you lose your motivation for life? Have have you ever had one of those days when you just don't feel like waking up and getting out of bed? But Christian hope is different. It's not found within yourself. It's found in the person and character of Jesus. Christian hope can give you a meaning in life that suffering and hardship cannot take away. It can give you a peace That's not based on your current situation or circumstances. Christian hope is not wishful thinking or blind optimism. Christian hope is based on the belief that we belong to a God whose kingdom cannot be shaken. The Apostle Paul writes, We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts 
through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, for Paul, hope is not wishful thinking. It's not empty desire or trivial belief. Hope is life-changing. It's a confidence in who God is and what he's done. And this is the kind of hope that will not disappoint. Now I want you to ask yourself, where have you placed your hope today? Or who have you put your hope in? And then ask, ask yourself if the place where you've placed your hope can truly satisfy your deepest needs. Can it bear the burden of expectation to see you through every valley and every storm? Friends, hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. And now before we end our time together, I want to invite you to join us next week. We're going we're to start a new series that will be fun, practical, and hope-filled. We're going to call it, I Love You, But You're Driving Me Nuts, and it's the perfect series for surviving shelter in place. Well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us a hope, a hope that is secure and firm and reliable. We confess that oftentimes we look to ourselves, we trust in our own knowledge, in our own strength, and in our own wisdom. But Heavenly Father, remind us that the hope we need is found in you. And so would you give us your strength Show us your love. Lead us as we move into the future. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, now and forever. Amen. See you next week.